Hi, I'm Eric Wallace, showrunner of The Flash, and you are listening to The Flash Podcast. It's awesome, 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 awesome. And welcome to a special edition episode of the Flash Podcast, your podcast for alternate radio CW's The Flash, starring Grant Gustin as Barry Allen, aka The Flash, who will soon die on December 10th, or will he? We will see. I'm your host, Andy B, as always, and we got the entire squad together. We got Taddy, we got Lazy, we got Breeze. Hi, ladies, doing tonight? Great. And. I like the squad intro. That makes me feel like we should have matching outfits. And do, do, like, do I don't I, know. Do I get to wear the matching outfits with you guys? Uh, of course. Yeah, I, I don't see a reason to tell you not to. Okay. <laughs> You're like, I want to. I want to reject this hypothesis, but I don't know. But I cannot. All right. <laughs> so, um, as you as you guys can tell, um, it's a special edition. So that means that there is. No episode of the Flash this week, uh, but Aww. yeah, I'm I'm still trying to figure out what caused the CW to just go. We don't, we we, we feel like taking a uh, a week off this week. After well, you just... know they always they always do that thing where they like have one off week every fall. I don't know like if this is earlier or later than normal. It feels a little bit earlier. But I'm not sure. I looked, Maybe they're doing it earlier because of crisis. I looked. I went back and looked. They at probably all, just want to line everyone up. Yeah. I looked back at all the previous seasons uh, where they would do like this kind of break in the middle of you know the the kickoff of the new season. It's usually around episode five six that it happens. So that you get you get you know seven eight and nine back to back, and then you get the crossover. Or in previous years, it's been six and seven, and then episode eight as. The, the crossover part and then episode 9 as the Minnesota finale so but this year they're obviously doing episode 8 as uh, the, the winter finale before we get into crisis um, so and good lord there's been uh, there's been crisis stuff all over the place uh, people are um, moaning and complaining about who is in the crossover who is in in how much of the crossover and there's uh, you know People complaining about uh, the logo and not having certain people in it. And, you know, it's just Twitter being Twitter. Because why have a, you know why have some peace of mind on social media for at least a day? But, um, and they have released a, a, a 10 second, a literal 10 second teaser for, for the crossover, which, um, oof. have you all seen it yet? Yes, I the, have. The teaser, yeah. 
it, 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 like, reveals nothing. But it, it's cool to see all of these it reveals characters they together. They, it also reveals that Brandon Ralph looks so much better as this Superman than in a Superman Returns. I'm like, I like this glow up. Uh, everyone, like, I don't know if it was... I think... I don't know if it was Lazy or Michelle who said that it's on Twitter or maybe on the Krypton Pikes, but... I feel like one of you guys said, you know, everyone is getting such a glow up this season. No, you guys were talking about <laughs> everyone in Krypton season two, like getting a glow up because someone it really got, did. Someone got a beard. Someone got a haircut. Someone got a new outfit. But you know, in general, there has been a lot of glow ups this season on these TV. So, um, very exciting, and I'm sure, like as we as we get further clo- and closer to the crossover, there will be more... Fo- I mean, photos are going to start coming out. Um, the, the synopsis will probably be out within the next two weeks. And so there... And all that, all that, ladies and gentlemen, will be on the com website. So so why are we here today? Well, because we can. No, because um, we always like talk, talking about these TV. And as you know, at Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers Television, uh, the studio that produces all these shows, and... Um, they own all the DC properties, so why not do more shows? So Andy has to create more podcasts and never get you know to sleep or eat or you know like I don't remember the last time I saw my parents. I think they're still alive. Um, it's been oh I my mean, god, it's 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 been eighty four years. Um, if I see my so father, dramatic. If I see my father, I might be like you know I I have no idea who this man is. Sorry to this man. Um. How many memes can you get in one minute? Is that what we're doing? Oh, I'll take that game. (laughs) I mean, mean, am I not a literal walking meme? That's what I am. Um, What is that thing about what I should be? I shouldn't be a real person. Um, But as you know, in the past couple of weeks slash months, there's been some announcements of um, the next slate of DC shows that are in the works. Um. Um, in terms of like what's coming out, you know, we have Stargirl on DC Universe whenever they feel like they want to release it. Because at this point, like, I feel like every time I see anything about Stargirl, it's like, you know, it's been pushed back. I'm like, but y'all just, fi- y'all already finished filming. I do not understand this. Um, but CW and HBO Max, they're doing some shows, which is pretty cool. So we're going to kind of go through them uh, each a little bit and kind of just talk about our thoughts, expectations, so on, because in 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 all honesty, the Flash Podcast has, in many years, in the past couple of seasons, become kind of like the the primary place at first where we talk about any new shows coming up, uh, and then, you know, before any spin-up podcast even happen. I mean, I don't know, I may just call it quiz and not do any more podcasts, so we will see. Uh, but, there's a lot we of We all things. know that's a lie, so don't I... even, like, this isn't even, this is a waste of our time. Um, okay. <laughs> Drag him, Lacey. It's to be like that? Okay. All right. We just know you love podcasts. I mean, who doesn't love podcasts, y'all? And and now that there's like 75 streaming platforms, they all need like a DC TV property on them. Well, I mean, only a few of them. Minus Disney Plus, I guess. Oh, yeah. I I guess. Oh, yeah. That thing happened that that day. Um, Until they buy DC Comics. Right. Oh my oh. god! And then we'll finally put aside the age-old rivalry. And at the time of recording, they just announced today that uh, for some reason the Russo brothers felt like doing a documentary called DC vs Marvel. So that's not good. that's not going to ruin 2020 at all. So oh, why are they doing that? 
that. Because I don't they, want that. No one wants that. No one, like literally, no one has asked. I'm that. sure the end result will be, why can't we have both? Okay. And, and then Disney will be like, we agree, and then they will buy DC. <laughs> does that mean that? They, I mean, <laughs> that's totally what's gonna happen. What if they buy DC podcast and like I lo- like? What if they just buy all of us? Uh, I mean, they have enough money. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I, I think I wouldn't mind being a Disney property. I mean, hmm. I They'd mean, probably treat me better than if I was a Disney employee. I mean, I you know, it would definitely help them with, in the diversity factor because y'all, I don't let, remember the last time I saw any Middle Easterns on Disney other than Aladdin, uh, and I don't. Are there? I mean, Taddy, I, I, can you confirm this? Does Disney know that Latino uh, Latinx people actually exist? Because I don't think they do. <laughs> they hash that one thing called Elena of something. They're oh, from yeah, the yeah, yeah. She's supposed yeah. to be like, animated princess. Yes, yes. But of like imaginary, you know, kingdom that is all in one as it always is. Right. Well, true. But it's not like Arendelle or, or right. you know, whatever. Where do Agrabah are real places. I think, yeah, yeah. It's Avalar. 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 Elena of Avalor. That, that's 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 a that's a mouthful. Um, so <laughs> so we're gonna go for each spinoff or a, a show that's been announced and kind of just you know give a little impressions, our feels, our thoughts. Kind of discuss you know, do we need these shows? No, I'm kidding. Of course we need these shows. Greg Landon, you know, I mean he he need, he needs to work. I mean he has nothing to do these days anyway. Uh, so. Um, and yes, they're all coming from Greg Berlanti. In case you want, want to, do, in case you just needed some confirmation that it, these are all Berlanti productions. So, so let's start with the one I think. I'm debating trying to figure out which one Lazy is more excited about: um, Green Arrow and the Canaries. Yeah, I was like, it's the Canaries. Okay, I'm excited about several of these, but I'm the most excited about the Canaries. Yes. So Green Arrow and the Canaries. What what is it about? So there's no synopsis because. They like them secrets, uh, but it's basically gonna follow uh, Mia's Mia Queen Smoke, whatever she she decides decides to go with these days as the new Green Arrow, as well. And she's gonna be working with her two aunties, Black Canary, Auntie Black Canaries, uh, Dinah Laura Lance, played by Katie Cassidy, and then Dinah Drake, played by Julian Harkavy. And how's this spinoff happening? Well, in episode nine, this in this ongoing. Uh, eighth and final season of Arrow. Uh, as right now, as we speak, they're filming their final day of the series finale of Arrow. I mean, it's been all over Twitter today. It's like very emotional. Yes, I, I tried. I tried to cry, but then I realized, wait a minute. We're getting rid of all of her finally, so why should I cry? Um, no, I mean, look, the, the this is the show that, that, that gave us the opportunity to have all these shows. So I'm, of course, it is sad. I'm sad, you know, for some of the great people that I know who work on that production. Shout out to Bam Bam if you're listening. And um, but the Arrow chapter may not be over because of the spinoff. So episode nine will be the backdoor pilot, um, and it will actually be the first backdoor pilot we ever get from any of these shows because the, while the Flash was supposed to have a backdoor pilot back in. 2014, um, they decided to just do a traditional pilot. Um, so that's what's going on. And I feel like the first half of season two of The Flash was a, b- a backdoor pilot for Legends, but you know. Oh, 100%. Oh, 
what also like part of arrow too like that entire like chunk of the dc universe was like let's get ready for legend well i mean that season was the season when they when they decided to we're going to sacrifice all of orlando's storylines just so that she can bring back her sister and then be fridged that's all she did in season four because our favorite Yes, she is my favorite. Well, she's my favorite. You, you all don't care about her. You're never said anything I about love her. Laurel is my favorite as well, as uh-huh. you should know. Mm-hmm. I am going to say something controversial. I love Black Siren Laurel more. Well, that's because the Flash had to come in and save Arrow after... You were supposed to stay silent, Andy, so that I could say, it's silent. But, oh well. Okay. Continue. Continue. Okay. So who's on the... Who's, who's doing this show? Uh, well, Bev Schwartz, the queen of Arrow, the current showrunner, and probably the best showrunner Arrow's ever had. <clears throat> uh, she is... Uh, she's going to be back with the show, and she will co-write the episode with uh, uh, Mark Guggenheim, Jill Blankenship, and Oscar Balderrama, who will all be EPs as well. And... Um, yeah. And oh. I mean, I'm assuming, like, I know none of this has been confirmed because, like, the show doesn't technically exist yet, but I assume, like, once the show technically exists, it will be Beth Schwartz's, Beth Schwartz's show. Um, that is a big wish fulfillment on my part because I think she's, like, perfect for this uh, concept. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just assuming. I That's what I assume. I think she uh, will be the, the leading force behind um, this new spinoff and that... Um, you know, I mean, I mean, again, she, you know, if she and Mark and all the other people are, you know, all still working together, I mean, that's cool, that's fine. Uh, but I think, like, I think this is like, this feels like something that that has come from her, her creativity and her design. So I, and that's what I'm really excited about because she knows how to run a show. She's good at it, and she, like I've said it since season seven that I would hate if she didn't get her own DC TV show following the end of Arrow. And then, and then the news finally came out a few months later, which you know was exciting. Um, so, so let's just discuss, discuss this. Um, Green Arrow gets to continue in the Arrowverse because you know they, you know it would be weird to have an Arrowverse without a current Arrow. Um, so, so what do you think about this, Taddy? What do you, um, how do you feel about this beca- taking over for Arrow once? Uh, Arrow is uh, put in his casket and buried on the ground. Oh my god! <laughs> I, mean, that, I mean, that's what the wow. Mon- that's, that's what the you know, once, said. Once Arrow, once Arrow goes to the paradise dimension to collect its reward, yes, I will. <laughs> I, I mean, I would. Lo- I love the idea of a canary show. Obviously, Laurel, Siren, whichever version that she is, um, and Dinah are some of my faves. Uh, and I think that, you know, Katie Cassidy was mistreated by Arrow to begin with, so it'd be nice to see her get to be an actual lead in this spinoff. I don't know that I like the idea of Mia, not not necessarily Mia being in it, because if Mia was in it and part of the Canary Network, that'd be one thing. But for Mia to be, like, the new Green Arrow, and for it to be Green Arrow and the Canaries, kind of feels to me like Mia is the primary lead, you know? She is the Oliver. And I'm like, you just showed up yesterday. Um, so why are you going to be like the leader of people who are much older than you and have been doing this for much longer than you? But we'll see. I like I like the basic idea. I'm excited for an all girl team, and I'm I have lots of feels about the po- what 
what roles Connor and JJ and a resurrected Zoe, because she better not be dead, will play in that show. Um, Breeze, I know you're not too much into Arrow, uh, but... Would you? That it, is an understatement. Oh, I okay. have seen three episodes of Arrow outside of the crossover. Wait, like ever? Yeah. Well, wow. Well, I because, did not know that. Well, that's because Breeze uh, respects herself, uh, and some of wow. us don't. No, I'm kidding. No, this I'm kidding. That's why I'm going last in this discussion, guys. I'm here for. I'm here to love on Arrow. The positivity. Again, I haven't seen. Arrow really, so I can't uh, drag it to the depths that Indy does. Well, okay, but let's, but, uh, would you, would, is this something you would watch with uh, with all these women together? I think I would give it a shot. I think the concept is interesting. Obviously, I'm always a fan of like female team ups, um, and it's kind of like almost a Birds of Prey esque team up. I don't really know much about Mia Smoke, but she seems interesting. Um, I love Black Canary, the character in the comics. Obviously, I don't really know that much about her iterations on Arrow, but I think I, I'd probably give it a shot. Um, so, yeah. And Lacey, okay, so... Um, I know, okay, just go deep into how excited you are for this. How, I'm so how, excited. How I am supposedly wrong about everything that I'm saying. Um, and, uh, yeah, what do you... What are your prospects on this on this show? Because I know when you were on the Flash podcast during the summer, this was this. Yeah, was... I got. I never get nice things like this. Is this was my number one? Well, I mean, basically, I'm sort of looking at the show as though it's Birds of Prey because the CW can't make a Birds of Prey show right now for like a really really bunch of like dumb, stupid, probably like WB mandated reasons. The movies coming out like they're weird about having multiple things exist in the universe that are the same because apparently they don't think we can hold the fact that movies and TV shows exist in our separate entities in our brains, but whatever. Anyway, I've said for years that the show that this universe needs is a birds of prey show. I will fully admit I loved that birds of prey show that was on like back way back in the day with like Rachel Scarson and, um, Dina Meyer and Ashley Scott. Uh, yeah, it's like so great. Loved that show. One of the best theme, um, theme songs of all time. Fantastic theme song. So good. But, I mean, I feel like we've really, especially since this universe started, like, with such male-heavy shows, and, and not to discount the women on those shows, there's great female characters on all the over shows, but, like, it was a very male-centric universe. So for years I have wanted for them to bring Birds of Prey back, and, and I've accepted that this is probably the closest I'm going to get to a a CW Universe Birds of Prey show, and I am hype. Capital H hype for this. I love all the characters involved. I personally, like, love Mia. I think Catherine McNamara is a great actress Mm -hmm. to start with. Like, she's so fun. I love that they've basically made this character, like, what if Oliver was a girl? And, And they've sort of flipped the dynamic with her and William being like, he's the tech person, and she's gonna go out and fight people, but she remembers to take her high heels off, because leaving them on is dumb. I'm so, I'm just, I want the show so badly to not be terrible. I don't think it, you know, I don't think it will be terrible. I think they should give it to Beth Schwartz. I think she's perfect for it. I think she has, in the past couple of seasons that she's been in charge of Arrow, like, revitalized and just 100% improve the way that show treats and writes its women. Mm -hmm. I would love to see 
what she could do with a show that's really about women, about female relationships, about how it's different for women to be heroes in this space than for men. I'm so pumped. So I'm going to do my best to not... Dr- to not do any dragging while talking about this, so I, so like listeners, I'm, I have faith in you. Uh, well, well, don't. Um, I will try. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, okay, here, okay, let, okay. Let, let me let me get real. Let me let me get real for a second. Okay, so you know everyone knows that I, besides how they treated Laurel, has had other issues with Arrow in the past couple of seasons. Part mostly because of how they write their women. Uh, including Felicity, you know, the, you know. I mean, Felicity fans, believe it or not, I actually do care about Felicity. Uh, you know, I treat, I like her when she actually gets good writing and isn't relegated to a specific, ro- just one role because Emily is so talented and she can do so much more than just what Arrow gave her in the, you know, the the middle of the the, the show's run between like season three, four, five, and so on. Um, so I I care. The reason I drag is because I do care, uh, because I know like I we've seen these shows at their best, and then when when we see them st- starting for no good reason to to go in a more negative direction, then of course you know I'm gonna say something. But you know, I don't know. I've only been a critic and a journalist for like nine years, so what would I know? Um, but I think this is an excellent, and I'm not gonna say replay, but I think it's an ex- excellent new chapter. For the Arrowverse. Like, I don't think this will replace it. I think it's going to be something very unique in its own right. Um, I think Mia is a very cool character. I, 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 I'd never seen Kat McNamara on Shadowhunters and all the other things she had done. But, um, girl knows how to work it. I, um, I think she's brilliant role. I'm glad that she isn't just a male. Like, I, I don't agree with this notion that she's, like, a male Oliver Queen, because Mia... Well, I'm... you hate Oliver. Well, like, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Oliver, okay, Oliver does struggle with showing his feelings, but Mia, like, is so much better at actually, like, not bottling up and just b- blowing up. She actually is... Is just angry. No, I mean like she's more she's more in 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 control and kind of like making sure that you know like she she speaks her mind, which is even one of you know like that's one of Felicity's greatest qualities is that you know she's you know she will say it as it is that like she won't wait like two years to be like well Oliver here's how I actually felt, um so I think I think Mia is some of it, she 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 brings some of Oliver and Felicity's best qualities into yeah and just one character, but also gets to be something else because she's obviously also a little bit inspired by the the Mia speedy character to some degree. I don't think it was just a fluke that they picked the name Mia. I don't remember what Oliver's reasoning was was it like because it's was it was it short for Moira yeah Oliver that's not it was how, it was how yeah it, it was for it was they said it. in maybe like the second episode where he is it the second episode where he like goes back. No, maybe the third one where he goes back to the island and finds Thea and he sort of catches her up on, like, all the stuff that's happened since she's been hanging out on Nanda Parbat. And I think he, t- he I think he tells her that, that he's named his daughter Mia and she's like, oh, for mom or something. So I'm not sure. I've never heard that as a diminutive of Moira, but I guess Me it neither. sort of makes sense. I don't it's, know. It's also, but remember, we got, I mean, here's, here's a key factor here that everyone has to take into account. It's Oliver logic. 
it, he can just bend it as he pleases. So, um, but no, I think she's a great character, and I'm like what Tatiana said. I think it's great that you know, like in the case of Katie Cassidy, that she now actually gets the opportunity to hopefully. I mean, I want them all to lead the show. I don't want it to be just from like that Laurel and Dinah are like the supporting characters for me. I want them all f- to be equal leads. Right. Because. Yeah, I don't. Weirdly, I'm not too worried about that, even though, like, technically, like, Mia's first in the title, because I'm looking at it from, like, a, a, a more marketing kind of perspective, I guess, and naming the show something that makes it very clear that it's the next generation of Arrow, I think. I think is done from for that reason more than than one particular character is going to be ranked above another. I think this is the first time they're sort of trying to replace one show with another show. And I think this is in some way a nod to them trying to make sure they keep Arrow fans around. Well, also, I mean, it's also because we when the show got announced, when, when it was first revealed... They didn't have a title. It was just being referred to as Arrow Female Team-Up Spin-Off Series. Uh, similar to how, when Legends was announced, that it was just announced as Untitled DC Team-Up Series. Uh, and then by upfronts, we knew that it was going to be DC Legends tomorrow because... And, and, th- and that's the only show right now on DC TV that has DCs in front of it because Legends Tomorrow is not a known IP. Uh, I mean, it is now. It is trademark. It's all that, all those kind of things. But be- but Legends Tomorrow, like, there's no title in the whole canon of DC uh, DC comics that is called that. Uh, and for Arrow, I mean, like, I because at first I really thought like you know maybe it's just gonna be called Green Arrow. Um, um. And to answer what you're talking about, Lazy, when it comes to what, you know, I mean, this is essentially their birds of prey. I mean, I've been demanding birds of prey since Helena showed up on Arrow in season one. Um, and I do think it is ridiculous that, you know, look, look and I'm excited for the birds of prey movie uh, or, you know, Harley Quinn and her girl gang, because I, right now I'm a little bit worried that there is nothing from the mythos of Birds of Prey, that like you just feel like she's going to create a team and just take off. Um, I don't understand how, and you know, and what you know, the next spin-off we're going to talk about is, I mean, it's the, it's DC's one of Warner Brothers' biggest DC IPs. That's okay to be on television. We can have two flashes at the same time with a movie in the works. You know, we have the CW show and so on. And in the works. Well, I mean, it's uh, that's what they wanted. To, that's what they wanted. <laughs> Did you to make believe. air quotes? Yeah, I mean that's what they want. Happening. They want us to think that there's a Flash movie coming. Um, but you know, Fantastic Beasts Free is going to start filming in the sp- in the spring of 2020. So if you all keep thinking that it's going to come out, that Flash is coming out in 2021, tr- keep dreaming. Um, but like, they're so picky in what can happen at the same time. Like, like for example, Arrow was not allowed to use Deathstroke after season six because of the quote-unquote movie with Deathstroke. But then, you know, look what happens on Titans Season 2. You know, Deathstroke and the entire Deathstroke family is now into motion and into play and all that. So, I don't... I, I'm so over the inconsistency of Warner Brothers and how they decide what gets to be on TV at the same time and, and, and on the big screen and what doesn't. Because by the time the movie comes out, um, it's come out in March, correct? No, February. February or March. Somewhere February, February. February. There we go. 
the show will not will not premiere until maybe not even maybe not even mid season. Uh, like it could it could premiere in January twenty twenty one, for all we know. So how? Yeah, but it- I I would think that they're gonna try to spin out the Birds of Prey into their own movie if it's successful. I mean, I do think this is pretty much just a Harley Quinn movie, but I would assume if it's successful, which I am skeptical about, they will spin out the Birds of Prey into their own movie because it would be a total waste of them to introduce Huntress and Black Canary and then just kick them to not do anything. Right, right. Well, if they're doing, I mean, if they're doing, if this Batgirl movie is supposedly happening, which I don't, oh, like I, the Flash is supposedly happening. Yeah, I. <laughs> well, they did cast, they did cast someone new for the Batman movie. Maybe she'll be Barbara. But I think. Wait, 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 wait time out, time out, time out, time out. A black Barbara Gordon. Well, they have y'all, a black y'all, y'all, y'all get, get, to, get to your safe rooms. The fanboys are about to destroy Twitter. Uh, we don't know. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know. We don't know who she's, We don't know who she's playing it, but I think it would make sense for her to be Barbara, which is why I don't think this Batgirl movie, in the sense of the DCU, is even happening anymore. So, yeah, I don't. I think it's ridiculous that we can't have a Birds of Prey TV show to say no as the movie and so on. Because again, like I, at this point. We all know that there's two Flash. We know Ezra Miller is his Flash, Grand Gotham is his Flash, and so on. So I'm like, Warner Bros., how can you still believe there is going to be confusion? So, I think it would be better if it was just called Birds of Prey, because right now this title is very long. It's a very long title. But, you know, it, it allows them to use their DC IPs, so I get it. Um, but I think it's fitting that we get at least, you know, like Lisa said, a show that can follow into a universe that was so dominated by male characters in the beginning. I mean, hey, if y'all look back in Legends Tomorrow Season 1, we had two women amongst seven or eight men. And now, of course, that has changed, thankfully, thank God. Uh, but this... It, it, I mean, it is a fact that the Arrowverse has been incredibly male-dominated for the most of the time. Now we do have Supergirl, yeah. we do have Batwoman, and now we will have this. So, that is great. Um, now, it is great. Let me, I hope. I just hope that we're a little less in the shadow of men that came before <laughs> than Batwoman currently is, and that Supergirl was in its first season. Yeah, I mean, Batwoman and Supergirl, like, it's... It was going to happen regardless because some people are just, I mean, they just don't, some people just don't like women having, and like, you know, they just want to have Superman and Batman TV shows and movies for the rest of their lives. So, but with the case of Green Arrow, like, you know, if she literally takes on the mantle, like, you know, kind of keeping the legacy alive, then there's never going to be, you know, one of those, will Oliver Queen ever show up and so, because now we know in this universe, it has been passed on. She will take over for him. Yeah. Um, let me ask you all this, um, and breathe, and I'm, I, 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 I will add a little bit of context and so on, um, because Mia is from the future, and right now, in spoiler alert, she is in the present in the current Star City. Do you all think that this show should be taking place in the future, or should it continue to be placed in twenty? Well, it will be twenty twenty for them by the time the show happens. So, like present or future timeline, uh, Tally, what do you think? Oh, future timeline. Interesting. I think that we're still talking about, we're talking about uh, Green Arrow and the Canaries, right? Yes. And I'll take place. Okay, so here's my theory. Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready for this? Okay. I think that Crisis 
Y'all weren't ready, but I'm going to tell you anyway. But what, um, what, 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 <laughs> okay. Did you want me to sing the song? Dun, 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 yes. Dun, 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 dun. Thank you, Breeze. <laughs> okay. So I think the crisis is going to, you know, change things or the fact that they were brought to the present for whatever reason. I don't know why the monitor or anti-monitor or whoever did that. But crisis will change things so that Connor will no longer have been adopted by Diggle and Lila. And he will be the one that turns into a death stroke. But somehow Mia will still know the original timeline. So there you go. It is so funny now, that on Arrow, they, they somehow believe that... Deathstroke mantle can, is actually something that is passed on. It's like, y'all, it's not. It's mostly slave. No, they just, yeah, it's just slave. But that's all right. It's and, fine. And every once in a while, Grant Wilson, when a DC Comics writer likes to likes to remember him, but that's not <laughs> happen very often. Uh, Breeze, um, you know, even without any context of arrows, would you would you want to see an Arrow show set in the future, through these characters? I mean, I think that would be interesting, and it gives it more to do. My concern, like, you would have to have the Canaries travel to the future, though. I don't think it could be the older versions of them, just because, like, aging, like, the makeup, like, I watch This Is Us, which heavily relies on the aging makeup, like, is only successful, like, 50%. Yeah, it's such a pain in the ass for the actresses, and I don't think it's always successful. So I think it, I, I would love the idea of exploring the future and what that looks like more, but I think you would have to take them out of the timeline and put them in the future with Mia. Yeah, it also just messes up the whole idea for crossovers, because you know, the other shows are not, like, there's as much as people want to see this happen, n- the Arrows is never going to do a major time jump all at the same time, where they're suddenly like, you know, we're following these heroes now five years later. Like, it's just it's just never going to happen. So, like, for Crossroads, like, does Greener and, Greener and the Canaries feature these characters when they're still in their, you know, you know younger stages and so on? I don't know. It, that's that's why I, I don't want it to be placed in the future. Um... Lazy, since you were the one who brought Mia from 2040 into 2019, I, I mean, don't, don't let's not put us on the daddy monitor. This this was your do- being because you wanted oh, this fine. final to happen, so you brought her to the fu- to the present, um, and you brought uh, William and Connor for some reason. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I love those two, but would you would you rather have it in the future or in the present? Um, I am gonna I think break with everyone else and say in the present for a couple of reasons. Um, one. This universe is not super great with its own continuity a lot of the time. And I don't know that I even want to try to deal with like the headache of figuring out like what has happened in the interim time between like now and whenever they set it. Also, 2040 Star City looks pretty like bleak and horrible. So I don't super feel like I need to dig into that anymore but also just because the crossovers I think because I think they're they're gonna want to keep doing them even when Arrow is is not around anymore even when all of these original shows aren't around anymore and I think it's a lot harder if if one of the shows is set in a in a completely different time period we all know we watch The Flash that the rules of time travel are messy and weird. So I just don't, the less of it that we have to deal with, I'm fine with. 
And I wonder if somehow, like, since the setup episode for this, this is coming after after Crisis, I suspect we'll know the answer to that by then. Because I suspect Crisis something... I, I suspect that Crisis is the answer to a lot of problems for a lot of these shows. Like, oh, we need to get back in sync timeline-wise. Oh, we need to move to a different Earth. Oh, we need to do whatever... Like, boom, Crisis is going to suddenly solve everyone's problems magically. So I think I think it will be in the present day. It just makes a lot more sense from a crossover perspective, from a not having to figure out, like, does putting that go in the future tie some other show into having to follow some other, you know, this has to happen because it happened in the future on this other show. And... Because, quite frankly, I don't think all those women are going to want to wear... I think Breeze is right. I think the, these ladies are not going to want to sport, like, aging makeup and and wigs and stuff for however many weeks it is a year. So, present day. Yeah, I... The one prospect of having it in the future would be the opportunity to introduce DC heroes who are specifically in the future, like Batman Beyond, for example, Uh but but like you said, I yes. Give me my Batman Beyond series, please. Give it time. Everything else is getting a series. Um, yeah, it's inevitable. But um, but yeah, I, I that would be my only like pro for why it should be in the future because, like you, you guys have talked about, um, I don't want to see Dinah and Laurel constantly aged up. When first of all. Season seven, like one of the weaknesses of the Star City twenty forty storyline, was the fact that their idea, or at least I mean, I guess the production's idea of how to act old is by, you know, putting on, you know, a CW wig, which is it's a it's not a, great, it's not great, not great, and then all you do is just whisper a little bit more with your voice to sound like your vocal cord has gotten older, which is you know not the most convincing thing for me in the world when I watch an actor doing it. And, and also, I also get in many regards, the whole Star Study 2040 thing, I feel like that should be done with through Arrow. Like, I feel like that should be, be remembered as Arrow's thing. Like, like yes, even though this show is a direct spin-off from Arrow, that doesn't mean that we need to move over, you know, like, they're not going to move over every single character that, that the character who will... You know, still be around. Like, you know, like I don't expect to see Diggle for the foreseeable future after Arrow, and I don't expect to see Wild Dog. I don't expect to see all these other characters. It's gonna be these three women who really kind of keeps the Arrow legacy alive while creating their own at the same time. So, oh, also, I just thought of something else. Like, uh, this is actually a better explanation of what I was trying to say before about Crisis. I don't know that I'm 100% convinced that 2040 future exists anymore anyway because of crisis. Like whatever happens there is probably going to change that future. So it's just really messy. Also, I think it would just be so much more compelling as a as, from a story perspective of what would it be like for me from a challenge to to live in this time period with these people at, at, at their earlier stages in their lives, like what would it be like for her to be, the you know Star City's new Green Arrow if the show is even set in Star City? So I, I think that's the big prospect of like 
for her, you know, it, it, it gives her more it gives her more opportunities for, for deeper storytelling. And uh, because now, like you know, because when we see her in twenty forty, like she ca- she has most of her, her her stuff put together. Like she she knows what she's doing, and so on. this kind of like she's in a new setting now. There's different rules. There's new players, and there's a whole it's a whole different game. And I think that makes that this spin up for for her more more interesting than having her back in her home field, if that makes sense. So, so we will see how the backdoor pilot does, and then you know. When it goes to series, which I, it's most likely gonna go to series, um, it will be fun to see. You know, it's gonna be fun to see all these characters back again, and you know, it will also it's also gonna. Be, I think it will also give Katie and Juliana some a lot of fun things to do as actors because you know they. I mean, they're essentially gonna be like me as mentors and kind of. I mean, again, I'm gonna call them Auntie Laura and Auntie Dinah or Auntie Dee Dee. Auntie Lala and Auntie, Auntie Didi. Yeah, that, that, there we go. Um, which makes them sound like Teletubbies, but that's, that's up for discussion. So, moving on to the next spin-off. Um, Superman and Lois. Um, Tyra Hecklin and Elizabeth Tullock are back. We'll be back for this uh, for their own show. And for this one, we actually do have a synopsis. Superman and Lois will follow the world's most famous superhero and comic book's most famous journalist as they deal with all with all the stress, pressures, and complexity that comes with being working parents in today's society. And the EPs on this show will be Todd Helbing, who was our previous Flash showrunner, along with Greg Belanti, Sarah Schechter, and Jeff Johns. And um, yes. I have thoughts about this, but I will save my thoughts to last. So, oh, um, Breeze, we, we had you know you and I we had a little discussion about um, the ideas of a Superman show a couple of weeks ago. I think it was during the summer season. Um, and you had some so thoughts. I think we just, yeah, I think we just talked about this when it was announced not too many episodes ago during the regular season of the podcast. Um. So I don't want to repeat myself too much for our listeners who watch or listen to that episode, but I like the idea. I think when I, we talked about this last, I talked about the idea of them having Jonathan and whether or not they would need to age him up because having a baby on the show would be really hard. Um, so, but I think if they age him up, which we've already talked about doing Green Arrow and the Canaries in the future, so whatever, we can probably do the show a, f- a few years in the future. Um, I think that would be fun. It's a diff- It's different than what we would normally see on the CW, where it's moody teenagers and young adults. So I think it would be cool to like kind of see that interaction of like Lois and Clark being parents, um, and Jonathan kind of being like this young kid coming into his powers. If you had to, if you had to decide the perfect age to start with with Jonathan, like where like where would you start? Like if you could, if you could pick like how old. Because, like you said, not going to be a baby. You want him to be six years old. Oh, that wasn't me. I don't know who said that. Okay. Um, That um, was me. That was me. Okay. Me is Tatiana. I think in the most recent, in the Super Sons comics, he's, like, maybe 10 or 12. Honestly, like, I'm not even around kids, so I don't know, like, how 10-year-olds act. So maybe, like, 10 or 12, I would say, around that age. So, like, old enough that they're not, like, Super annoying, but like a little annoying. I don't know. <laughs> Old enough that they can kind of be independent and have their own adventures. 
I love and how you rank be- kids based on their annoyingness. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, the fan, the listeners are probably like, wow, she really hates kids. Um, but no. So I think t- between 10 and 12. So not like teenager, but not like young, young kid either. Taddy, what about you? How do you feel about this show kind of coming into this franchise? Uh, well, I love Superman and Lois. Like, Lois Lane is one of my favorite characters in uh, DC. So I'm very happy to see her get to be in a show. I love that she has the same billing as Superman, that it's Superman and Lois. Um, so that it should indisputably be her story as much as it is his. And I, um, you know, I thought that they were, they made a cute couple. I really like Tyler Hecklin as, as Clark. He's probably like my favorite Clark since, you know, like Christopher Reeves. And I like what we saw of Bitsy Tillich. So yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I think my only concern is the showrunner, but I think that if he's starting it, he's helming it from the beginning, it'll be more his vision and he won't have to hop onto someone else's vision halfway through. So hopefully there'll be more along the lines of his earlier uh, superior work. And, and Lazy, what about you? I mean, everything is coming at me because this was my second choice. I was on the podcast over the summer. We we sort of like ranked choice what spinoffs we wanted. This was my second choice for an Earthverse spinoff. So I don't think I'm going to get anything nice in this universe for the next like five years. But I will take it. I'm excited. I also love Tyler Hecklin's Superman. Is it Hecklin or Hawkland? Hecklin? I don't know. How I've, to always, say I've always said Hecklin. I think it's I think it's Hecklin. Hecklin, sure, sounds legit. Him, I love him. I love his his Clark and slash Superman, I think tonally like that's exactly the kind of Superman that we need right now. Um, no offense to all the man of steel fans out there. I like Henry Cavill too, but like, I feel like I like that. He's, I like his Superman a lot more for like the current time that we're in. And I love that. We don't have to, I love that this is going to naturally be such a, a new part of their story that we haven't really seen on TV before, even though this is going to be like the third, third Superman show on TV, maybe fourth. But like, you know, that's always, that's always covered the ground of like, people don't know Clark Kent is Superman. Will Clark and Lois get together? What will happen when Lois finds out who he is? Like we are like, we've already gone past all of that, all of that stuff. There are, they're together they're having a family like this is a whole new avenue of story for them and i'm super excited to see what that looks like plus i think this particular pairing of actors is just freaking adorable together so shipping it so um i mean i've maybe i've i've had the longest time to think about this since last year um Tyler Agnes is a is a great Superman. I think Elizabeth Tullock is she's a great fit for Lois. Um, didn't get to do a lot last year in Elseworlds, so I'm kind of looking forward to mostly what she gets to do in Crisis. But I have issues with this. Um, and I know that at this point, uh, Rebecca and Morgan from Supergirl Radio, they have addressed their concern. And I am going to echo that a little bit. Um because of course, when this came out, I mean the 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 bandwagon of people who were just like, finally, you know, we can get rid of Supergirl, you know, like, finally we can actually get a Superman show. Like there was one, 
and, and all, I'm going to call them out for it. And uh, Polygon wrote a, a, an idiotic headline of like, you know, basically, finally, not a prequel, not about his cousin, not an origin story, and actually Superman show. Because we've never had a Superman show before. So, so Adventures of Superman, that doesn't count. Lois and Clark, the news of Superman, doesn't count. Superman, the animated series, doesn't count. Smallville, basically, doesn't count. Okay, cool. Get your facts straight. Um, my biggest concern, aside of, you know, people thinking that somehow this means that Supergirl has no relevance in the Arrowverse, it's just stupid to me. Like, I, I'm, again... At some point, Supergirl will end. That's just the natural progression of any TV show. Whether it's, you know, next season, two seasons from now, three seasons from now, we don't know. Um, but the whole notion that, you know, we're somehow like, you know, CW, like, this is CW's way of showing that they're getting rid of Supergirl and they're just replacing it with Superman and Lois. You all know there are Superman and Superman girl, Supergirl comics running at the same time, right? Like, it's not like one goes off for a few months and then other one waits to be on hiatus and so on and then vice versa. Um, that's one of my concerns. The other concern, and you know, this—I mean, good lord! If I—if I'm not actually murdered for this uh, after the death press, I will probably get for this. I mean, then there, it, there might be one miracle from this year. Um, I don't want—I don't want a show that is just going to rely on Christopher Reeve. I love Christopher Reeve. Like, he is one of my personal heroes. Like, hey, it went as far as he became one of my final, like, oral presentation projects in high school in my senior year of how, you know, his Superman and how his disability allowed me, as someone who has Asperger and so on, to kind of accept, you know, being different is okay. That Because that was a major struggle in my life. But I'm... I'm... I'm I'm getting tired of the idea that you can't do Superman if you don't infuse a little bit of Christopher Reeve and the Richard Donner movies. Like, you know, one of the reasons why Man of Steel is the masterpiece that I think it is is because Zack Snyder, you know, who, I mean, it's apparently it's a cool thing to hate on him. So you know, but I I'm not gonna join that club. Actually, dare to take risk. Superman is more than just a smiling hero in a red cape flying around. It is an all, that who's constantly happy. You know, for someone who, like, people call him boring because he's too powerful. Okay, screw his powers. If you're actually given complex stories and embrace yourself because it's going to get real, darker storylines, you will you, you will get something that is actually a three-dimensional character. And that's what this show absolutely needs to do. If they somehow just want to rely on just, you know... All the the optimism and the hope and the positivity of the Christopher Reeve franchise. Then I'm like, okay, it'll be a it will be a good Superman show, but it won't be a unique Superman show. Aside from the fact that yes, they're they're giving us Lois and Clark as parents, but I need more than that. I need I need I don't want to see Tyler Hanks just constantly like being the ultimate optimist and so on. I want to see him doubt. I want to see him struggle. Same thing with Lois. That's one reason, like, Eric Durant is one of my favorite Los Angeles of all time, because we got, is it, is it seven years or is it six years we got of her as Lois? Uh, well, from season four to season ten, talking about Eric Durant's. Yeah. So, so that's seven-ish, six, okay. six and a half years. Okay, yeah. What, what those writers and producers did that was so brilliant was that they gave Lois so many more layers and really allowed us to go inside her mind 
Because it is so easy to just write lows as, you know, like, constantly strong and, you know, protected, shielded, and so on, and, like, just that. But I want to, for this lowest on on this show, I want to see, I want to go deeper into her. I want to go deeper into her, into her psyche and get, you know, yes, I want to have, of course, I want to have an optimistic and positive show. But I, you know what, I don't want them to be afraid of telling us more, I mean, darker story. Or, you know, I'm going to just get more. I more, don't even think that there's, I'm not afraid that they won't. I mean, just based on the fact that it's Todd Helbing, like, what has Todd Helbing done? Spartacus, Black Sails. The most depressing years of the Flash. Like I'm pretty sure you're gonna get the. <laughs> well, I, well, I mean, again, maybe, maybe the higher ups are gonna be like, you know, we need the show to be a specific thing, and you know, that's not what I want Superman, Superman Lois to be. Um, so those are my mi- biggest concerns. But yes, I mean, of course, am I excited we're gonna get a weekly Superman TV show? Yes, I think that's amazing. I mean, some of the best Superman properties has been done on television. We, you know, we had four seasons of Lois and Clark, ten seasons of Smallville, four seasons of Superman the Animated Series, and it just shows you that there's so much you can do with that mythology on on a weekly on a weekly television show. So I'm excited. I'm definitely looking forward to it. But that doesn't mean that I'm just gonna pretend that it doesn't already have some issues because of what they have done with this Superman and Lois so far. I mean, not Lois, I mean, because I'm not going to put Lois in that position. What they've done with this Superman so far. From the from his the moment he appeared in season 2 of Supergirl till, up till now, they haven't really taken any risks with him. Like, there's nothing that's... Like, like, like when you look at Dean Kane and Tom Welling and Brandon Ralph and Christopher Reeve and Henry Cavill and so on, there's something that sets them all apart. Like, they, they're not mimicking each other. But with Tyrone, I feel like okay, we're just we're just leaning on what Warner Brothers quote unquote thinks works, what quote unquote sells. So, if you want to throw me some hate, you can add me at Andrew Bag. I will. I uh, my office hour is between two to three p.m. And uh, what time zone? I don't know. I don't know anything about time zone. So there you go. Uh, I will take the attacks, and if I don't respond, then you know I, um. Send me the bill, and I will see what I can do. Anything else you guys want to say about Superman Unload before we move over to uh, one of the new 10,000 new streaming services? <laughs> oh, good lord. I don't even know how many. Uh, how many new ones have we gotten between in the past five? It feels like it's been 50. Uh, not that many, but definitely too many. Yes. Um, do you have any fi- final thoughts on Superman Unload before we move over to HBO Max? Um, I guess the only thing I would add is it'll be interesting to see what they do regarding Lex Luthor since he is established now uh, in Supergirl. So I kind of hope they don't really use him because I think John Cryer is a fine Lex Luthor. I don't really see how he would fit in with Tyler Hecklin's Superman, though. Interesting. Lazy, Taddy, anything you want to add? Um, n- no, I'm just, like, ready. This is one where I'm just going to let it play out, basically, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the concept, and I'm um, just cautious about the showrunner. There you go. I'm popped. Yay. All right, good. I, 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 <laughs> I, okay, I hope I didn't bring down the house by going my Andy soapbox, uh, but I, you know, 
when have I not been controversial on this podcast? Um, you know, I mean, I mean, some people has commented that I'm not a true Superman fan because I because I like Man of Steel. So, um, but y'all know I li- well. I, I live for the drama. <laughs> I live, I live, I do live for the drama. So there you go. But switching things over, uh, HBO Max is an, one of the the ten millions of um, streaming shows that are coming. Um, so, um. I don't know. I don't know about the name, but you know that's up to Warner Brothers. Um, but we're getting two new shows from them, and this one, this one stands out a little bit more, I think, than the other ones that we have. Uh, Strange Adventures, um, and and basically it's going to be uh, the first anthology series from DC Comics ever uh, on television that will follow. They'll feature characters from across the DC canon, and this one-hour drama series will will explore close-ended morality t- tales about the interesting lives of mortals and superhumans. And this EP team consists of Grant Belanti, Sarah Schechter, uh, along with the showrunner, one of my favorite people in DC TV, John Stevens from Gotham, uh, and he will be serving as an EP along with Charlie Houston, uh, Bridget Hales, Selvin. Safi and then I, oh a good I cannot pronounce this Selfie Selvin Safi hints um and uh, this will be supposedly it's gonna feature um one of Lacey's favorites Adam Strange but not the Adam Strange that we came to love on Krypton sadly sad um so what do we uh what do we think about this because this is this is something new so like it's 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 like it's like doom Patrol, something that we've never really seen before on in a dc universe so lazy what, what do you think about an anthology series for for dc comics um, i don't i don't know like i'm i'm excited you know r.i.p krypton i'm excited that that adam strange is still gonna be in this universe somehow i don't know how i f- i think i like the anthology idea mostly just because i as a I like anthology shows. Like I watch a lot of them. So it's, it's a format that I enjoy. I think, I think it gives the writers a lot of creativity and ways to do and, and opportunities to do different things, whether that's play with different characters or play with different genres or the, the door feels very wide open for what they could do with this show. I just, um, it kind of makes me think of, what is the Marvel show that is like? What if? Yeah, thank yeah. you. I was like the one where like stuff might happen, but it might not. Like I, I don't know if if it might have been better doing something more like that. I mean, I know that that Adam Strange is, is a time traveler. He, if we had to pick a character in this world that that is more likely than not to run into a lot of different types of characters with different types of problems. It's not. It's not a bad pick. I just. This feels to me like the new DC show that I have the least clear idea of what it's going to be. Well, let me. Okay, let me ask you because you said you do, you watch anthology series. Uh, give me an example of something that is an anthology that you're watching right now and kind of like that. that, that uh, American that, horror. American horror story. Right. That's what I was going to say. And okay. And, and basically, they do. They they go with they they go with the um, the same. Um, the same cast every season, right? But it's like a different. Type. Yeah, it's like a different setting. Like one setting was in an insane asylum. One setting was in a carnival. One was in a house full of witches. One was the apocalypse. 
I don't get the sense that this show's going to quite be like that. This thought just came to me. It feels like it might be a little bit more like Black Mirror. Yeah, which, it sounds like when you like each episode is a separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I was thinking. Not like that. It's like tech technological or anything, but just that like each episode will probably be relatively standalone. Other than you know Adam Strange being in all of them, but like the the store self contained maybe self contained is a better word than standalone. It almost kind of sounds like the Twilight Zone when it says close ended morality tales. That's kind of what it reminds me of. A little bit. See, for me, this sounds like, and I kind of pitched this as an idea when I was writing a screen article a couple of weeks ago, um, because I I love what Elseworlds, and I'm not talking about the crossover because that was not really Elseworlds. It was just, hey, if you want to be all Green Arrow or the Flash for one day, switch. And Elseworlds, as in like the imprint of all these various storylines, and basically what I'd written was that each season could pick up. From, like, each season could, could could focus on one of these Elseworlds books. Like, one season could be Kingdom Come, one season could be Gotham by Gaslight, one mm. season could be Superman Red Sun, and so on. Um, cause so, me, like, more of the more of the American horror story model instead of like the Black Mirror model. Well, see, okay, I, I assume that this season, this that the, the HBO Max shows will be like eight to ten episodes, uh, one hour each, um. It would be really confusing for like let's say you know I mean for us we read comics you know we follow the, you know the, these these nerdy aspects and so on but for someone who is just a general TV viewer how would this show be appealing to them like if each episode is just new characters every time I think that I think the logic is that's part of what makes it appealing because you don't have to watch all ten episodes and you don't have to really know anything beyond like the hour that you're watching right like you can just like you can take an episode of black mirror like any episode from any season and watch it and still understand the story that that episode is telling like you might not pick up like because a lot of them have easter eggs that are callbacks to other episodes like if you haven't seen the rest of them you might not get the various little like super nerdy easter egg type things but you'll be able to be like oh well here's what happened here's how the story ended so I think that I think there are people I am I really like shows like this, but it's not my primary sort of thing that I love. Like I think there really are people who who like the fact that it's so like defined investment time wise. Does that make sense? Right. No, I get that. Um, I guess maybe. And is it confirmed that Adam Strange is going to be a part of it? That's why it's called Strange Tales. I've heard. I've seen different. Reports. Or did you make that up? No. Uh, because if that's well, if that's well, name, true, well, I'm I, I, well, I'm actually Greg Belante. So I, so I don't I, think it actually was. I don't think it was confirmed. Hold on, me, was it? I, I, I know that the I news, thought it was because my like Krypton heart was happy. <laughs> okay, well if and it's I knew true, the news, then that's a okay. great way to frame it. You okay. know, that's going to make okay. you okay. be invested in because Adam Adam Strange will be a through line, and even if it's not. Um, as long as the trailers, like, as long as they market it well, people are going to be like, I want to see what's going on in this. Because it's going to be marketed as sides of the DC universe that you haven't seen before or that you rarely get to see, you know? So everyone who's, like, a general DC fan who, like, doesn't get the stuff they like the most or wants to know more about it is going to want to check in on it. I'm looking up where I saw this, but, um, Breeze, what are your, what are your prospects on seeing... 
a show like like that something that we haven't really seen on like on the CW or or DC universe for that matter. I mean, we know so little about it, and this discussion has actually just made me think like I may not end up be may end up not being interested at all, depending on which direction it goes. Like if it is, I mean, it really depends. Like for me as a comic book reader, if it's an anthology series and it goes to like these different corners and focuses on obscure characters, well, characters who would be obscure to the general public, like it might be characters that I as a comic book reader already know. So like, I would probably pick it based on like what characters I care about. I don't know. I just feel like, if it is, if they are kind of going for like the high minded prestige TV show, I'm not really sure I trust DC to do that. If it's more of a general, like, lighthearted anthology, I'm probably getting too much into my head talking about thinking about like Black Mirror and stuff. Like, I don't want DC to do like a serious, like, prestige TV anthology. Like, I don't want that. But if it's just kind of like a more general, like, exploring cool parts of the DC universe, then I'd be interested. But again, we literally don't know anything. This is all speculation. And um, Tali, what are what are your ideas for this? I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, if it's Adam Strange, kind of like Tales from the Crypt Keeper kind of situation. Oh my Adam gosh, Strange that would be amazing! Pulling out, yeah, pulling out strange tales from his vault of his yeah. many many travels would be awesome. Like, that's what I want it to be. Uh, if it's not that, I guess I'll just be sad. But <laughs> <I'm-> <laughs> I'll definitely, I'm definitely going to check it out. Like Bree said, we don't know anything about it. Um, based on the fact that uh, it looks like the majority of the showrunners are connected to Gotham. Um, at least the like higher level, if you will. Uh, show, um, producers are connected to Gotham. I guess we're going to get kind of like an Elseworld situation with characters that we have some vague familiarity with, right? Like their own take on it. We shall see. But... As long as it's um, as long as it's got like a good cast, and whether it's an anthology series for the whole season or more likely episode by episode, uh, as long as like Bree said, they don't take themselves too seriously. As long as it's more fun than it is like mm, more dark, depressing, and truly powerful work from the DC universe, then I'm happy and I will check it out. L O L. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this is gonna be. Watchmen or anything like that's not the vibe that I get from it. By the way, I did which Google... is good. Yeah, I like the Watchmen, Watchmen TV and that's show. HBO and DC. So like, yeah, <laughs> they can do it. Okay, yeah, true. Maybe I'm eating my words because this is HBO Max. But <laughs> anyway, so okay, so okay, so the reason why I I talked about Anderson was because it went during the um, I don't know what the event was, but it was during the. Um, they're like their press day when they reveal like their entire slate and so on. And uh, when they were, I, I like that HBO Max was doing a, a, a live thread. Uh, I love that like these like official like brands are, are doing threads because I do love that on about Twitter. And um, in the original tweet uh, when they talked about like when they announced the show was that it was about Man of Two Worlds, Adam Strange, and after all guys turned intergalactic hero when he Zeta beamed to planet R- uh, Ran. Um, which I think this must sound familiar to to Breeze, uh, and I'm so pi- now I'm pissed because I I just realized he got his suit in the freaking final episode. Yeah, he did. And we did, and it looked really good. 
anything looks good on them. It's Sean Simples. Have you seen the man? Like, I just want to see him fly around with his, like, with his jetpack and so on. And I want to see him get more wasted with, uh, with uh, Granddaddy L. And I, oh. I know. R.I.P. It's sad. Sorry, but you suck. Uh-huh. Go to hell. Um, but then they, dele- they deleted the tweet and then posted it as like, you know, in following So I think they, I think they accidentally spoiled that Adam Strange is in it. Um, and even if like if you know they have it revealed and so, I think Adam is a great character to kind of fo- like. Let's say this: it is an apology series. Like you know, they, it's one story like, per season. Having him as the connective tissue for each season is. I think it's okay to do an apology with at least some serialization by having someone that kind of connects. You know, it's not like they're gonna bring all these stories together into like you know, cries on infinite stranger, cries on on of infinite stranger adventures or something like that. Um, but like, I think it would be cool like if he we can kind of through his eyes explore these other corners of the DC universe and all, or you know, if it's different Earths or whatever, whatever it is they're gonna do. Um, I, I think like it is something worth checking out. You know, if you are a DC fan and you want to get HBO Max and see something different, because again, th- and that's what I want from Warner Brothers and DC. I want them to do different things that aren't you know because I I don't want it to be just the same thing. I don't need like every show to be you know let's take another superhero, give him his own team, his or own team, and then you know fight crime. I like you know sometimes it could be about just traveling, exploring societies, politics, and all that. So. The DC Universe travelogues. Yes, exactly. Uh, last, but definitely not the least, um, Green Lantern is coming to television, but it's coming to HBO Max. And the only part in this... Let, ladies and gentlemen, let me read you the, the most gener- generic description of a new project in development. The Green and Inspired series, based on the characters from the, from the iconic DC comic, will come from Blended Productions in, in association with Warner Brothers Television. Wait, that's it? That's it. And the quote from Greg Polandi was, both of these original DC properties we'll be creating for, we will be creating for HBO Max will be unlike anything seen on television. An anthology series of cautionary tales set in a world where superpowers exist. And in what, we, what promises to be our biggest DC show ever made, we'll be going to space with a Green Lantern television series, but I can't reveal any more about that just yet. Blandy, that's that, great, great sell at this at this event where you're supposed to get people to subscribe and get into the streaming service. Wow. But it's Green Lantern. It's not Green Lantern Core, right? You're talking about the movie that, about- that the movie that is quote unquote happening. the movie that's not happening. <laughs> there's so, there's so yes. many movies. <sighs> yeah. This- also, for real though, why could this exist while that? I mean, I know they're technically two different things, but like they're those titles are so similar. Just Use birds of prey. Ah. Well, Sorry, well, I'll get over yeah, this. No, no, I, mean, I, mean, I don't think Green and Court is happening at all. So, and I think the reason why, for example, Superman is allowed to be a TV show right, is because they're not going to use them in the movies for the foreseeable future. So I think that's why, like, Warner Brothers usually, ah, go ahead, use them. But, you know, but, but the Batman, we, we, you know, we can't, we... We, of course, we, all of them, all the iterations. Yeah, we can't, we can't, we can only have one. Well, we can only have one present young one. Ian Glenn has. We we had to get someone really old to play him. Oh God! Although I think not, I, I think Ian, don't let me get, don't I, get me started. No, I mean Ian Glenn is actually pretty cool as Bruce Wayne. Uh, is he? Is he? Or is he just Alfred? Is he just Alfred in a Batman no, suit? Andy Serkis is anyway. not. Andy Serkis is not Alfred. <laughs> yes, Andy Serkis. The, is the not weirdest Alfred. sentence I said in my entire week. Andy Serkis is Alfred. 
That is weird. I just want him to be like, you know, oh, come here, my precious uh, Master Wayne, or something. Like, Master, my precious Wayne. Oh, I love that. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, Taddy, because I know you love you love yourself on Green Lanterns. Uh, tell tell the listeners how much you want Jessica Cruz to be the leader of the show. Well, you just stole my thunder, but yes, no, not the leader, not the leader. Let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. I want it to be Green Lantern core. I want to see all the Green Lanterns, and if we're going to see a lead Green Lantern, then I don't want that to be our beloved Hal Jordan. I would want it to be Jon Stewart. But, but, if it is going to be Hal Jordan, which of course it is, what am I, who am I kidding, then I want Carol Ferris to play a big role and not just be randomly cast to the side. I that being I, said... I, I want to say Starfire if she, she shows up. Yes. I mean, yeah, of course, of course. Wait, star, not Starfire, um, Star Sapphire. <laughs> yes, Star Sapphire. But, um, but yeah, like that's, I, but just as long as they keep the tension there, you know, and they don't just, like, turn her into Star Sapphire and then be like, okay, villain, okay, see you, never again. But also, they don't want them to do the, uh, we don't want to vill- we don't want to make her into a villain because we don't like that. So we're just going to tease Star Sapphire, and then when it happens, we're just going to make it not make sense. So I want them to do the full story. Um, any hoobles. I do want to see Jessica, Tr- Jessica Cruz and Simon, for sure, uh, the best possible interpretation of them, please. Um, but yeah, overall, I think, like, Greg Berlanti must be real tired. Um, so, good luck to him. And good luck to whoever is actually running that show. We'll finally see what, a, like, you know, CW, DC TV show looks like when it's on HBO. So now people can finally compare and contrast what the differences would actually be. Because I feel like we've been saying, what if it was on HBO since season one? Probably of Arrow, but in my life of Flash. The, and now we'll finally know. The Lemus West Allen would go as a couple on HBO. Exactly. Exactly. If, if, anyway. if, I, had to, if I had to pitch a showrunner, and I, I think Lazy is going to agree with me on this, Cameron Welsh. Oh, that would be so good. I like I, the the man deserves to keep doing DC's content and so on. He and he and see that's the he's the kind of show, he's the kind of storyteller that I would, for example, that I was kind of talk about when it came to Superman. Like he, if you watch the first these these two seasons of Krypton, yes, it is it is part of the DC universe. It's based on comics, but anything is possible. If you saw the final shot of the season, this well, the now the series finale of Krypton. It would have made you think about Jorel in a whole different way, uh, and you, Lazy, you, you know, I mean, you know, we knew, we know what we're gonna do with that. <sighs> Sad times. You, Sad times. You want, you want to drag, you want to drag sci-fi for just a second or two? Uh, no, I'm trying to. I'm trying to be zen about it. I understand that it was like an expensive show to make because it, you know, they spent a lot on effects and all kinds of stuff and. It just it sucks because it was one of the it was just such a a it was such a great show and b it was taking like real risks with some of the mythology that I thought was just super great and I'm sad that I wish that had gone to HBO that would have been awesome yeah I I don't know where I saw this but someone was like you know Cameron Cuff for Hal Jordan if if it, it is Hal Jordan that's gonna lead the show like look I mean put Cameron Cuff in anything. I'm, yeah, pretty much. I mean, heck, you know what? Go ahead, make him um, uh, Tyro Heck with Superman's son. 
Okay, that would be hilarious. That would be kind of hilarious. Um, Lazy, what do you think about Green Lantern? Are, like, are you are you a big Green Lantern fan? I'm not. Which is like, so this is this is the one of the group that I'm probably least excited for. But that's really because I just am not at all familiar with with most things Green Lantern related. Um, and I you like so so it doesn't like have that sort of visceral beating to me that some of the other properties do but i know a lot of people who are super excited about this because they love great lanterns so i'm happy for that i mean i'm sure i'm gonna watch it because i watch this stuff but it'll be a, it'll be a good learning experience for me right on and breeze what are, are you um are you a big lantern fan and what do you think about this show coming to hbo max I would say Green Lantern's a very hit or miss for me. I think there's some really great stories in that area of the DC universe, and I think some of them are not so great. Um, I agree with Tatiana that I'd love to see Jessica and Simon on the show. Um, I'm also wouldn't mind seeing a sexy Kyle Rayner. That would be cool. But I do, I don't <laughs> think I, I don't think I want it to be just about like one or one pair of Green Lanterns. I know it's called Green Lantern and not Green Lantern Corps, but I just think, for me, the Green Lantern mythology is so much more interesting when they explore it as the whole Green Lantern Corps and not focusing in on the personal drama of a certain white man. So yeah. I, I, I want it to be about the Green Lantern Corps. Whether or not we'll get that, we'll see. Yeah, for me, like if I, if I was Warner Brothers, I would just scrap the film, put Jeff Johns on this, and bring Jeff, Cam Welsh, um, uh, also maybe some women also as well, because I, I think that would be cool, and just do Green Lantern Corps on, on HBO Max. Because the one thing that, you know, that I desperately want, that I'm never going to get on The Flash, that I, that I think Green Lantern could do, is look into that, that whole family. You know, we're not. I mean, I'm never going to see the whole Flash family together on this show. I've just, I've given up hopes on that. So if HBO Max could do that, you know, bringing, you know, bringing all of them. I mean, even if we have to bring in Guy Garner, um, I mean, he can just be quiet and stay there in the background, be pretty. That's that, you know, that's fine with me. Um, but I would love it if all of them came together. Um, because you know, it's kind of like, I mean, do I? I mean, I would be okay with it if it's a team show. Um. Because also, like, how do you? What makes it right to start with Hal? Like, 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 you know, like, why would not, would it not be more right to start with maybe some of the other re- ones that are now recent Green Lanterns? Um, then we also have to think about, you know, how will do they want to revisit Hal Jordan? This, you know, I don't want to say soon because it's been now seven years since the film came out, which wasn't really Greg Blandy's fault. It was the director's fault because he came in and brought in his own screenwriter and rewrote the script and he did his own way. Um, so, like, I don't know. Like, I I just want... I, if we if we start with Hal, I don't want it to take too long until we can see the other ones. If that makes sense. Um, and, like, like, I would love to see, like, Carol Ferris have a, a big major part in the series like you know i like i would like to see her as like the anti hero as star i mean i don't know much about star because right? i know she's been a villain before but then she goes like she like she goes back and forth right like she's not just a straight up a villain or am i wrong back and forth back and forth back and forth 
So like they could do that uh, on on this show. Um, well, you also have like all the different cores, like the different rings, like the yellow lanterns and red lanterns, yeah. and like it could just it has such legs that you could go into different seasons and kind of explore those different pockets. Like if anything, I would think the Green Lantern show would be a good anthology show because ah, it is yeah. so expansive. I could see. Hmm. I mean, maybe that's what they're doing. Because I mean, maybe that's why he couldn't say anything at the at the event. Um, that's possible. Um, also, I will say this: I would I would love for the show if they actually took the opportunity and explored Alan Scott. But I feel like for some reason DC just doesn't seem to like him. Uh, and I think Alan Scott is actually pretty cool. And I, you know, I really, yeah. So I would I would love to see him. Also, just because I want to see that costume come to life. This is a cape. He's the only Green who gets to have a cape. So, I hope it happens. Um, but those are all the shows, and those are all of our thoughts. What do you think? What show are you most excited about? What are you looking forward to? What do you hope to see out of these shows? And you can email us at theflashpodcast.com, tweet us at theflashpodcast, and we might read on, you know, another hiatus episode at some point and so on. But, um, um, this was fun. I mean... I'm sure, like, like Breeze, I, I, I don't know if you said it before we started recording or during recording, but I'm sure if I go to Twitter right now, there's going to be, uh, there's going to be a, an, an announcement somewhere of a new TV show that we forgot to talk about, so, sorry. Um, oh, actually, they just announced three new shows, so, sorry, no, they didn't, they didn't, it's fine. <laughs> um, could you imagine if they did, like, on a, just a Wednesday after, you know, a Wednesday night, like, you know, like, 9 p.m., like, you know, hey, let's just send out a bunch of press releases to a bunch of reporters and break this news while no one is, like, really paying attention. <laughs> the crazy world of Hollywood. Um, but that's going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, Taddy, we're on social media, and where can they find your other projects? You can find me at Marcella's Ear. On the Twitter, and I will retweet all the things that I do. Maybe if I remember. Sometimes I don't do that. That's a lie. Um, you can also find me at with an accent, and the podcast for it is Hop a la Carte. And another podcast because I just love to talk is Ladies with Gumption at DCTV Gumption on Twitter, where we talk about all the DC ladies and some men sometimes because we have to. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're not that fun. Um, the, the 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 women of these TV are actually way cooler. Um, um, why did I forget Breeze? I I was like, which order do I usually go in? Um, Breeze, where are you on social media and your other projects? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Breeze Riley. Um, and also check out some of my stuff on themarvelreport.com. I'm not quite as busy as the other co-hosts on this podcast. I don't know if it's a cool brag for us to have, you know, have, be that busy and so on, because that means that we don't get to sleep. Um, I don't remember the last time I had water. Um, so hydration is very important. I don't. I. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know this man. Uh, Lacey, where are you on social media and your other projects? Um, I am Lacey MB, L A C Y M B, pretty much everywhere because I am deeply unoriginal. Uh, I write a lot of places. What's wrong with MB? Most- um, because it was actually like my very first AOL instant messenger handle. And when I signed up AOL. for Twitter, it was just like the first thing I thought of. And so that's my Twitter handle now, um, which is actually just my name. So it's 
unoriginal multiple times over, but that's me. Come be my friend. I write a lot of places about a lot of different things, but I always link to them on Twitter. And I always love making new friends there to talk about this nerdy stuff with. And oh, I guess that makes sense. Uh, I, well, I'm nowhere near as cool and as, as special as these three women, but if you if you somehow want to put up with my annoying self, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Annie uh, and I, what do I do? Um, do I still, do I still do the Marvel Report, Breeze? I think I do. I don't remember anymore. Um, the Marvel com that we, we have Marvel things, I think. Occasionally the Sony. The Marvel Report. Yeah. Yes, okay, that is a thing. Occasionally Sony things. Um, Whenever they like to confuse us with whatever they're doing, because Morbius, why? Um, I co-host the Titans podcast, uh, which yay, we're we're back for third season. That's great. Uh, so sometime, so sometime next year, um, we'll season season three will debut. And I also co-host a Sabrina podcast at sabrinapodcast uh, Whenever Netflix decides to bring that show back, because I feel like there's been no news. Um. And and I guess you know I haven't really talked about this anywhere. Uh, so uh, you all are getting the, the well. Taddy's Taddy already knew because we share the same mind. Uh, so as you know, I have known or noticed maybe lately, I have been writing some other stuff for Screen Rant that is uh, you know along, along with all the lists that I get to do, which is a lot of fun. Um, trust me, it's so much fun. I've been actually getting to write news articles and uh, Screen Rant originals like features. So. And um, some people may remember I teased a few weeks ago that something really exciting was happening. That is that I, like a, that a new exciting chapter, uh, but I couldn't reveal it at the time because I didn't want to jinx it. So uh, I just got through my trial period, uh, and I'm gonna continue doing a little more features and news for them. So, woohoo! Yay! Yay! So, uh, Breeze, uh, congratulations. Uh, the mall port is yours. And t- congrats, Teddy. The flashback is yours. I'm over. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm, no. um, does anyone want to take over those websites and podcasts? Because <laughs> we don't have time for it. We, exactly. Well, like, wait a second. Do I have, do I, this, pod, this podcast is now a matriarchy. Get ready. Yes. Uh, um, uh, do I have $1? Do I have $1 for the flashbacks.com? <laughs> Uh, Wait no, we're selling it to Disney. Remember, oh, right, we, we right. hold out for that Disney payout. Yes, there you go. And they're gonna, they're gonna like they did with uh, something. I, I did I see it right that they altered something in Star Wars that day that there was like a scene they altered that George Lucas apparently signed off on back in 2012. Something with Han. The whole oh, they changed the Han shot first thing again. Oh, okay. for like the fourth time. So what they will do is that they will, um, they're gonna retcon. West Island. It's never existed. Uh, I, they're going to retcon that uh-huh. I was ever on this podcast. Uh, and uh, there you go. So, yeah. But anyway, I, I'm really excited uh, to be doing more stuff for Screen Rant. Uh, uh, but also, of course, no, I'm not I'm not ready to give up uh, give the, give up uh, the Flash podcast. You know, like, like I mean, look, look at all these amazing women I get to co-host with uh, every week. You know, I'm not ready to say goodbye to the Marvel Report uh, either. So, uh, and that, that's not, not going to happen at all so trust me i'm here to stay uh unless the crisis takes me unless daddy martyr decides to be like you're gonna serve me now and then i die in the crisis um and apparently there's only one version of me in the old multiverse everyone else is dead so that's where you can find me and that's gonna be it for this week's episode so we're gonna be back next week with episode 
six. What? Yeah, six. It's the one Daniel Panabaker directed. What's it? Ooh, what yeah. was it called? It's called A License to Elongate. Hmm. That must be a, a Joe and Cecile storyline. <laughs> of course. Oh, obviously. all right, Ralph. I, so pretty. So pretty. And he's on the show. So, yeah, we'll be back next week with episode six, License to Elongate. I think we, yeah, we do. No, I'm kidding. We have all the images and trailers up on the website. So, um, so yeah, only a few weeks left now before it cries on Inferno. So, get ready to crap your pants. But until next time, I'm Andy B. I'm Bree. I'm Tatiana. I'm Liz. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and we'll see you soon on the Flash Podcast. I was like when Skype recorder says avoid legal snacks by telling people that you're being recorded. Um, I love that wait, so much. Wait, you're recording this, Andy? Um, I yeah. didn't know. Wait, I object. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, 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 actually, it depends it on the state. I forget what DC and Virginia's laws are, but oh, it yeah. depends on the state whether you have to give people notice you're recording yeah, them. In California, you do. So <laughs> there you I go. Think, I don't think you do in New York, but that's the only one I know. But okay. it does have a nice little red dot that says Andy is recording this call. Yes. Um, so there you go. I, uh, I just don't, I don't when I record, it says, please make sure you have the other party's consent. Do you have, do we, uh, I'm so putting this in the, in the patent as the blooper that will post credit for this week. All right, let's do this.